Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Pondering Puton with Aji Shiotaro and Hachimitsuboy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Uh, today we'll be discussing Chapter 9, the ominously titled Taxi. One nice thing about this chapter, uh, for me, is that it might be even sweatier than the last one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was your experience as well. Um, I was actually yeah. sweating while reading it. It It's sweatier, although I feel like there's some stuff in the last one that, that feels more... I don't know. This one does feel more claustrophobic, I will say. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, I think it's mostly... Definitely a large, per- a larger percentage of this chapter is like in close quarters. <laughs> um, yeah, in close quarters that just feels like hot and sweaty. Well, also um, in like not that that the manga does not have moments where you will get the like close up on a face with like a you know uh, screen tone background or something. Um, but like even if you look at like the previous chapter we got like more shots of things happening or where like multiple people are in the frame um or even if it is like kind of close up on someone there's like a little bit more going on in the background or the foreground or whatever um this one like there's just so like once they get into the the taxi there's just so much that's just like a close up on a head with like a white or screen tone background yeah, the you know? space is condensed so much. <clears throat> yeah. And that's like probably about 60% of the chapter, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so for kicks, I actually went through. Um, I wanted to quantify the sweatiness of this chapter. Um, yeah. Because again, like, I was sweating while I was reading it. Um, and. I'm actually so we're we're recording two podcasts tonight, and I'm starting off a beer and a half in, uh, oh, which which isn't wow. good. I've I have not, um, yeah, I have not touched beer uh, because I'm sick. That's part of why we're recording two podcasts tonight. <laughs> so late, uh, the the night that this episode would normally come out, um, for for Patreon. So, yeah. So just want to escalate the the sweatiness on my end, just to give you the full picture. So, um, I just came from eating shabu shabu, uh, which is a a very sweaty meal. Um, because you have just like steam, you know, you're, you're sitting in close quarters or at least I was sitting in close quarters with people around a table. Um, the food is hot because you're pulling it right out of boiling water. And then you Mm. have just like a pot of boiling water a foot away from you. Um, uh-huh. so the burner is generating heat and the steam is coming. So I was sweating before this. Um, and that's why I'm a beer and a half in cause I drink beer. Um, so I'm, I'm like probably a little sweaty now because I'm drinking beer. Um, so this is really emerging as a dominant theme for me. Yeah. Uh, and therefore I wanted to quantify the sweatiness of this chapter so I went through, uh, and I actually calculated the uh, percentage of panels in which a character is sweating. Yeah. Um, and just to just to even things out, um, I omitted panels where 
the sweating is like strongly implied but not shown or just like for continuity reasons it we can assume that the character is sweating um do you want to guess so even with those two uh stipulations do you want to guess what percentage of this chapter a character is sweating for uh who like i feel like it's at least 75 okay is that I'm your final guess it, and it, it feels like it's at least 75 i might bump it up to 80 <laughs> okay is that is that your final guess yeah i'll do 80 okay so it, exactly 31 of the 43 panels involve a character portray a character who is sweating actively um which comes out to 72 percent exactly but i'm willing to bet that if we include the chapters where like where sweating is implied or for continuity reasons can be assumed it would probably bring us above 80 percent yeah (laughs) so for that that was a little fun game that i did um I haven't gone back and done the last chapter yet, uh, but I'm willing to bet that that taxi is sweatier than Sentimental Bus. Yeah. Um, So anyway, uh, and I mean, a lot of that is just because Takanuchi is like perpetually sweating, uh, which is one of the things that I love about his character. Are you checking my count right now? I'm d- I'm doing the math for uh, the previous one. Oh yes, please do. Um. In the meantime, um. I just want to point out, uh, one of my favorite panels in this chapter is actually the first one, which I think is great because. Takanuchi just looks so tired in this. Um, and it, I think we can assume it seems like some time has passed since the sen- events of Sentimental Bus. Uh, but obviously, for the reader, like this chapter is coming right after. Um, and it just it just really hits you. Uh, Takanuchi's fatigue. Uh, with uh, Kamiyama and the all the things that he's going through, um, and then of course he's in for another like horrific time in this chapter, and then the one right after, um, which seems to well, I mean we know from the anime, um, the taxi, the taxi ride gets worse, uh, but this first panel is just like Takanuchi looks so dejected and so tired um but of course he's still he's in for even more torment which is just great i wanted i wanted to do the do the math again so 29 of the 40 in the last one that i think that might be a higher that is a higher percentage I'm Um, i'm not good enough at math 
Okay, I think this was 72.4, the 31 of 43. Um, or it was like... I can't remember. Hold on. Seventy-two point zero nine. So it is lower. Uh, so I, I was wrong. Uh, therefore, the the bus is actually sweatier. Yeah. Um. Part of it, though, is that like. Often it's like a single sweat drop or something on Kamiyama's face. You know? Like yeah. we don't have, we have the some time and... on the mic to 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 do this, but like I bet I still feel like the number of uh sweat drops that have been drawn might be higher. Yeah, we we have it, it does we'll, escalate. We'll have, to, we'll have to do this math for the next episode. Oh yeah, just the actual number of sweat drops. Yeah. I don't have time to to count them up right now, but I think that's a better way of quantifying it to be honest. Yeah. Um that that's that's more accurate um than just the number of panels. Um because the sweating does escalate. Um Yeah, there's a difference the between final, a single sweat drop like on the, the side final of the two face, pages and then Yeah. Him Takanuchi just like pouring sweat. Yeah. Um we have a, we have a lem invader. Oh, yeah, lem. Uh, lem hears my voice because I I saw lem. Um, yeah, I actually saw lem for the first Th- yeah, time in like true. three years. Yeah, you did come um, to visit and and saw my cats and also yeah, and and you actually yeah yeah uh, um, which is which was kind of which was good too. Yeah, we we were masked up, but like we weren't going to record a podcast. Um, it it was more of a short visit. Yeah, it was nice. I sat in your apartment and I just talked to your cats. Yeah, and you you were there. Yeah, but I was mainly just, you know, you said a couple things and I just like ignored you, and yeah, then, uh, played with the cats. I was mostly making gyudon. I was just in the process of making dinner while while you were visiting. So, um, I did make some good gyudon though. Tonight, I, so we have a little garden on our patio. Um, and one of the things that grows pretty well for us is chili peppers. So we, um, ended up growing some. And, and this year I grew some manganji, which, are a Japanese pepper that's like a, a cross between like a local pepper and then uh, sweet peppers that have been imported. Um, and so it it's not like a shishito where sometimes you get a really spicy one. Uh, they're it's like at most poblano spicy maybe you know where like it's it's a mm-hmm. pretty mild spice. Yeah. Um, sometimes even a little bit less. Uh, and so tonight I uh, did a tempura batter. And oh, nice! Them. They're really good. Um, was I'm it just little, the peppers? Uh, well, like I had more with dinner, but that was the mm-hmm. that was the star of the dish. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't do other tempura though. 
that was that was it for the tempura. Um, that's impressive. That I feel like that says a lot about you as a cook. That you went to the trouble of creating a tempura batter and like heating up oil just for one dish. That's a flex. Because yeah. for me, I would be like, okay, if I'm gonna actually like make batter and heat up oil, then I'm just. This is going to take so much effort for me as someone who doesn't do this ever that I'm going to, I'm really going to need to go all out with it. Yeah. But you're just like casually, oh yeah, like I'll just make Um, tempura. It's like a side dish. So the, this would, this would be the first, the, the second summer that I had an apartment. So when I was in undergrad, um, I spent two years in the dorm, like you were required to do two years in the dorms. Um, and then I moved to an apartment and, uh, the, the summer in between, um, in order to get the apartment that we wanted for like the year with my, my actual roommate, um, I got like a little tiny, like one bedroom, uh, from the same landlord where I could do it over the summer. And then because I was like, staying in this property i could go to the apartment that i actually wanted um in the school year uh so yeah it was just this like oh i'll I'll stay up here like you know don't have to go home um and so that uh emily actually came and lived with me for that summer um in that little tiny one one bedroom and that was like my first apartment but then we moved to uh, a two bedroom with uh i mean it was me and my roommate at the time um Emily was not, she went back to school and at SCAD, but, uh, yeah. Then that second summer, uh, she came up and visited for a while. Um, and it was the 4th of July and I, in the, it wasn't like a big kitchen. Um, and so some of it is that I just have a bigger kitchen now. And I think it just like changes what meal prep feels like to you when you just like have counter space and you're like, Oh, I can do like the tempura dish and have the stuff for that. And then also make something else with the like ample counter space I have. Um, but we just decided to celebrate the 4th of July in like the most American way we could think of, which is that Mm -hmm. we, we did a beer batter and we just made like a lot of beer batter. Um, and then like, and like heated up a, a fair amount of oil on the stove. Um, and then literally everything that we ate for that meal was deep fried and beer batter. (laughs) Uh, and so that included like, the normal things like we, I think we did like chicken and, you know, French fries and the, the usual kind of fried foods that you would expect. We fried some like zucchini or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. then we also like fried Snickers. Uh, we fried, oh, uh, Werther's yeah. originals. We did uh-huh. we put those in there and fried them. Uh, they are surprisingly good. It like completely changes the texture of the, the Werther's original because of like, do they the just, hot. do they just liquefy? They they liquefy and then re-solidify, but in a way that's like far easier to eat than like a Werther's original actually is. Is it is it chewy or is it just like uh, more creamy texture? Um, well, so these are the ones that are like the hard candies that you suck on, right? Right. Um, but once you melt it, it down, so once you melt it down, it's like it almost like not to to quite the level of this like legitimately happening, but it kind of um, formed a little bit of like a honeycomb kind of thing where like it it was brittle but you could like easily crunch into it in a way that you can't with just like a, a hard candy 
you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, you just went fully into like fair food. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I think we did like, uh, corn dogs and stuff too. Yeah. It was like, it was just an entire meal of it. I felt so bad afterwards. Like we all did. It was just oh, like, God, this I'm is sure. a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like, and like this chapter, it was, it was sweaty. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both from just like the, the hot oil on the stove and us just all around it in this little kitchen. Uh, but then also like in it being summer, but then also just like eating all of this fried food. Um, it was just like greasy and sweaty. Oh God. Um, yeah. That sounds, yeah. that actually sounds terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> now that you, now that I don't recommend having an entire meal with everything being uh beer batter fried, including dessert and everything. But you, you've um, had a few sweaty kitchens over the years. Was this was this kitchen bigger or smaller than the one the when we first became friends? Yeah. Your previous apartment in Chicago, you know that kitchen. Um did you did you ever go to the one on the south side? No. No, I, okay. I only went to the one that was in uh um, like literally just like a like block and a half away. away. Yeah, from your current place. Yeah, no, it's it's literally like a block and a half. We we just like moved down a street a little bit. I kept walking. Um, what's just a, like a quick aside? Um, when I was when I was there this weekend, when I saw you for the first yeah. time in three years, um, which I'm going to continue to treat as a very uh, monumental event. Yeah. Um, uh, Sarah and I were walking like pretty much everywhere, and. I kept passing because the architectural style of those like apartment buildings. Yeah. There's so many similar ones. I kept passing buildings and being like, Oh, this is where Neve used to live. And then I'd pass another one. And I'm like, no, 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 this is more like where Neve used to live. Like this is even more like, it looks more like it. Um, <coughs> but I don't think I actually ever passed the, the one uh, yeah. that it was. Um, yeah, the this one was smaller than that one. So the, the one that we did this frying in was basically like a stovetop and then a little bit of counter to the uh, right of it, I think, but like barely any, you know, like, though, like, this is like, you can put a like spoon or like something like a bowl that you're going to end up throwing into something in here. Yeah. And then the there was the fridge to the right of that. Um, and then if you turned around, there was a counter, but it wasn't super usable because it was like... Uh, so it, it was kind of just like in the middle of like the, the way that this apartment was set up is like, there's a living room, dining room, kitchen is all kind of occupying the same like floor space. Um, and so when you like would walk into the door, you'd be like immediately looking to the, the quote unquote dining room, which was a very small space. Um, like you could like barely fit a table in there with chairs around it. Uh, it'd be like a small table. Um, and so I think we did have a small table there, but we like never ate at it. Um, but mostly we had Han Solo, uh, uh, a cardboard cutup of Han Solo standing there to frighten people who weren't us because we were just <laughs> used to Han Solo standing at our door all the time. Uh, uh -huh. but then like, <laughs> directly behind that uh little dining room area there was like the cabinets uh like on the ground and up above so there's like a decent amount of cabinet space but it was like a very like 
low wall, little tiny counter. And so the cabinets were hanging down because it wasn't super high ceilings. And so you had like maybe like two feet at most um, of like space between the counter and the cabinets. Uh, so it wasn't like super useful. Um, and it was only yeah. like a little well, bit. Having um, a ton of cabinet space and like zero counter space and just like other kitchen space. Yeah. Is probably one of the most useless things. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, uh, so I can see how that would have been frustrating. Yeah. And then, uh, if you like to the right is where the like living room area was, which was fairly like long. So we had a, uh, sofa that was kind of like block, like making, cause then beyond this, there was the hallway. So you, if you walked, like we, there was essentially us extending the hallway by a sofa and then like an armchair, uh, on your right. And then on the left was like the kitchen as you like went back into where the actual bedrooms were. Um, mm. but the right there was, uh, where we had like, we had two TVs cause we were both full on gamer mode at that time. So, <laughs> um, mm. one, uh, an HD TV, one, uh, a large S, uh, like CRT TV. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, you gotta have that distinction. Um, yeah, this yeah. is, this is before CRT TVs were banned, right? Yeah. Honestly though, the, the, like the apartment I'm in now is larger than the apartment that I lived in, uh, when I was up at Northern Michigan university, which is the, the one I've been describing. Um, but the other two that I've been in are like smaller than that one. Cause that was still a two bedroom. Um, you only have now a two bedroom as well, but it has like a larger living room, uh, kitchen area. The one prior to the one to your current one, um, which again, like is the one that the only other one that you've had that I've seen. Um, I, I just want to do an ode to your kitchen in that apartment. Yeah. Um, because that kitchen was really amazing. Um, not structurally, but what it had become, like what what you two had made it into by the yeah. time that I first saw it uh, was really impressive. Um, I remember like when I first came to visit your apartment, when we walked into the kitchen, just being like overwhelmed. I think it's even exaggerated in my memory a little bit, um, but it was just like every inch of space was like filled with something. Um, and even like space that I wouldn't have even perceived as space. If so, if like something wasn't there, like if there wasn't something there, I would never have looked at it and been like, Oh, you could put something there. Uh, it had like stuff in there and it wasn't, it was like a little bit precarious, but it was clear. Like I wasn't worried about anything falling over, even though it was like, yeah, yeah, it's a little precarious, but it's sound. Um, and there was just like so many interesting things just like jammed into like such a small space. And then you also just got like this overwhelming sense of like, this is just a, like this kitchen is just like a miraculous space where there's like, it's incredibly small, 
you have nothing to work with, but like really good food comes out of here. Yeah. Um, this is just like, it's metamorphosed into something like beyond just what is like structurally there. Um, and there was like, there was a good feeling in that kitchen for me as a visitor. Um, yeah. Maybe not for you as the, <laughs> as the person who had to cook in it every night. Um, but I, I appreciate it. No, that was, um, I enjoyed just that, like, that was a good, we just stood in that kitchen and talked for like good periods of time. Yeah. Um, and that was, Oh, it looks like they've redone it. Not you just too sent much me the, though. The, the listing. Not too much though. This is it honestly, looks like they've like repainted it and stuff. Yeah. But have like, you stained the, the cabinets? Um, they may have the, the like setup of all the counters though. That has not changed at all. Yeah. Uh, there's this one. So the, the way that this one is set up just for people, if they're curious, um, sort of, so when you would walk into this apartment, um, you'd walk into like the, the living room, which was not large. Um, and then there was kind of a dining room area where we did have a table, um, and off of that was the the kitchen, um, and then the like bedroom w- was uh, kind of the other direction from the the dining room area. Um, but as you step into the kitchen, um, sort of what what you see in front of you is um, to the right. There's the the refrigerator, which is up against the right, like the wall on the right, but in the corner. Um, there's like covering a door. up some of the built-in shelf space yes which we did have stuff in we kept stuff in there uh we used that shelf space even though it was like extremely covered by the refrigerator but you could like kind of access it um you'd have to like reach in in with one arm yeah uh immediately in front of you as you walk in is a door that goes out to like the the fire escape area uh and then sort of to the left there's like uh the stove which is like to the uh, left of it, there's like a very tiny little bit of counter space, Six which we had like, most. yeah, which we had like, I think the like crock with all the spoons and shit in it. Um, like the spoon rest and all of that. I think that's mostly yeah. what we had over there. Probably maybe salt and pepper. We like to put that shit over there. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think we, I kind of used the, the space to the right. There's like a little bit larger counter space not that large it's like a square of counter um but i think i use that for prep sometimes but i also feel like we had some stuff on there i, can't I don't remember. remember exactly how we did, how we had it set up and then there's like it looks so up different from my microwave. memory too yeah because it's not covered in shit um yeah ex- exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then like uh to the left uh like the left wall from the stove is a window. And then if you kind of like turn around the wall that you like, you know, as you came in the one that would be like behind you, uh, that's where the sink is. And there's larger counter space. And I, I do know that I did a lot of prep on that counter. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember like cutting things on a cutting board and then turning around to like do work in the, on the stove. Um, and there's some cupboards up above and below, and there's a little dishwasher. Um, and although I think also the, we had a drying rack set up on there too. Um, and then 
the other thing is so like if you if you turn and face the wall that's to the the right when you enter where there's the fridge up in the the little corner now that you're facing it it's in the like left corner um there's some cabinets and then there's like a counter with like the the tiniest like thinnest just pillar of uh cabinet like cabinet (laughs) yeah there's like a drawer and like a little cabinet and we had shit in there and then there's like space under the counter I don't remember what we had under there, but we had a lot of shit. It under was there. shit. It was shit. Yeah, there was yeah. so much. Um, I don't remember like how we were storing it though. I feel like there was something that rolled out or something that like on top of the fridge was like I remember it being like almost to the ceiling, but that might yeah. that might just be like my romanticized. Not to the ceiling, but like yeah, we had it was we had it was shit high. on the ceiling too or on the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like there's still just a lot of shit on our counters in the the kitchen we have now. We just have a much larger kitchen where, like, when I'm cl- done doing the dishes and cleaning, there's, like, a massive, like, island that's also basically our dining room table. And that's just clear. Uh, aside from, like, the far corner where we have the – we call it the, the cess box where uh, – because we have the cess box and then the cess pit is underneath it. Uh, but the cess box is just, like, where all the little weird onset – odds and ends that you have end up um so it's like there's just like pens in there and random paper and shit like that um and then the cesspit is under it's just like hard to reach kind of like the cabinet like goes back but it's in a corner uh so it's just hard to get things in there uh which means that like anytime that you're trying to find like we put like oh i bought a bottle of soy sauce we're not out of soy sauce yet but like we're gonna run out like this month and so then i run out let's put it somewhere that we can that we'll forget about it and then go to the grocery store and buy another bottle. Well, no, I re- once we, we re- run out, <laughs> we remember to always check the cesspit and see if it's there. But like, mm. that's where the stuff ends up because it's not something that you want to regularly access. It's specifically like, oh, we are sick and we need to get a can of. Su- oh, well, uh, thank you for joining us today. Next time, we'll be reading Chapter 10 from Volume 1. Uh, this will be the follow-up to the chapter we just read, Taxi 2. Uh, you can find the full schedule at exportodio slash schedule. If you have questions for us, send them to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. No one's done that yet. Please do that. Uh, you can get early access to episodes of this podcast from any others becoming a $1 patron of the network at exportodio and listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you can get early access or exclusive access to Pop Town Funk, a weekly podcast for Auto Minora, Roll a Random Funko Pop, and have to watch something from that media franchise. If you'd like this podcast, please tell a friend they can find the free feed at exportodio slash Putan or by searching Pondering Putan on the podcast app of choice. If you like listening to us, you, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exportodio slash Ghost Divers, or by searching Ghost Divers on your podcast of choice. When you hear this, uh, literally tomorrow, the well, if you're hearing this in the in the uh, Patreon feed, uh, literally tomorrow, the question bucket for um, Serial Experiments Lane will go up. Uh, if you're listening to this in the free feed, it's been up for like a week. Uh, you can find the show at Pondering Putan on Twitter or just at Putan on co-host. You can find me at FoxWamnia on Twitter and co-host. We're going to be able to find you, Connor. Uh, y'all can follow me at Rabelais, R-E-B-B-L-E-A-I-S, on Twitter and co-host. And our opening theme is Ninga Nantai by Yoshida Takaro, and taking us out today is Angela, a.k.a. the theme from Taxi by Bob James. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. <laughs>